What is up, everyone? Avil Easter here with Yappa238.com, and welcome to the Yappasolic Podcast. It's the podcast where we talk about being young, being apostolic, taking that power and putting it into action. Hey, 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 what is up, Yappa fam? And welcome to this very, very special Yappa Zog podcast. We're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm going to put myself out there on the chopping block, <laughs> per se. And uh, we're going to have uh, a really great time today. But anyway, welcome. I hope your guys' day is going well. I hope your guys' week is going well. I don't really know when you're going to be listening to this, if it's going to be three months from the release date, 30 minutes after the release date. I don't know when. So wherever we're at in space and time, I hope that you're doing good. I hope you're walking uh, the way that we're supposed to walk as Apostolic Christians. I hope you're moving forward in Jesus. I hope you're growing in God every single day, and I hope you're being blessed today. So yes, from Yappa 238, uh, myself to, oh, Abel Easter and Yappa 238 to you. I hope you're blessed. All right. So today's podcast is going to be very, very uh, fun. <laughs> it's been uh, one that's in the making, that has been in the making, man, for like a decade now. Um, 24, 14. Yep. About 10 years, <laughs> 10, 11 years, actually. So, um, and I'm just going to spill the beans. I'm going to tell you guys, I'm just going to reveal to you guys the past decade of my life when it comes to the area of relationships. Okay, here's the deal. We as young apostolics, well, first, before we, before we move, I want to do, I want to do something. All right. So over the past little bit, um, I've been kind of really feeling this thing about prayer. And um, I want to I want to incorporate prayer into everything that we do here on Yappa. So we do it on the Yappa Lives before Yappa Lives. So I want to say a quick word of prayer on today's Yappa Song podcast, if you guys wouldn't mind. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for this day. Thank you for everything you have done. We praise and we worship you, God. I pray that everything that is said in today's podcast, God, will be a blessing and a benefit to whomever would listen to it. God, I pray that the stories and the experiences that you've allowed me to walk through, I pray that it'll minister to someone and that it'll speak to someone. God, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, go forth with your spirit, dear Jesus, and touch those who listen, I pray, God, right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, in advance for what you're going to do in today's podcast. All righty, my friends, Almighty, all righty. So, um, Let's just jump into it. We as young apostolics, here's the deal. Can I be real? I know you guys know I can. Well, you guys, you guys will allow me to be real. So I'm going to be real. Here's the deal. One of the most important things uh, in our, our human existence is our relationships. Okay, a relationship with God, a relationship with our brothers and sisters in Christ, relationship with the body of Christ. Relationships are absolutely massive and they're huge. Well, if we go back to the book of Genesis, Genesis 1, 2, and 3, we'll see that there was a very special relationship between God and man, God and Adam, God and Adam, and Adam and Eve, all right? So God had had a relationship with humanity, all right? And, um, and Adam had a relationship with Eve, Eve had a relationship with Adam, and very basically, if you look at there, um, if we put ourselves uh, in Adam's shoes or in Eve's shoes, we'll see that we have two main relationships in our lives. That's a relationship with God and a relationship with our spouse, our future spouse, our future significant other, our future 
honey boo thing. <laughs> so, okay, I'm cutting up already. But anyway, so, uh, <laughs> but seriously, our future honey boo thing or our, our honey boo thing, whatever it is, uh, whether you're currently in a relationship or you will be in a relationship. Um, but here's the deal. When Adam and Eve fell, sin entered the picture, all right? And sin's a separator from God and his perfect plan. And so when sin entered the picture, things such as, as, such as adultery, fornication, those type of uh, sins, uh, sexual sins, unfaithfulness, um, et cetera, et cetera, to the marriage covenant uh, enter the picture as well, all right? And ever since then, humans have been struggling to not only bridge the gap between where we're at today and uh, our relationship with God, maybe not humans struggling, but a select few, those who wanted to be holy and righteous, to bridge the gap with the Creator, all right? But um, I personally believe that when people such as Moses, lawgivers, really, um, when and, and preachers and prophets in the Old Testament, and maybe before Moses and before um, Abram's call and stuff like that, um, I, I think that there's there's uh, there's been a an attack on the relationship between a man and a woman, all right, and I just maybe even before then, um, before the flood and. I don't, I, I, I'm saying, I'm trying to say this. Uh, I don't know about back then, but I do know about from Moses or when he gave the law all the way up until where we're at now. Okay. Um, there's been an attack on the relationship between a man and a woman. And I, and listen, don't, don't clock out. Okay. Don't, don't, don't just, Oh, that's just Yappa talking, giving a, a, a preface for why he's going to talk about relationships. Okay. This is not that everyone who's listening um, my know my heart. All right, I've been in prayer meetings. I've, I've had dreams. I've had visions. I've I've been really burdened with the state of a man and a woman's relationship for our young people. Okay, our young people today are in a position to where majority of everything that they hear, majority of everything that they see, is contrary to the way God wants it. To put it very plainly. All right, and there's sins that no one's really talking about that's rampant within the church. And I think that the more we cover things by not addressing certain things or, you know, thinking that that we're superior to certain struggles, I think the more that we do that, the, the greater chance we'll find ourselves in the position uh, to be taken by uh, some of these things. And... Here, here's my suspicion. This dawned me like a year and a half ago or so, and it was right after a, a, a prayer meeting and a, and a vision. I actually woke from uh, from sleep, uh, just stirred, stirred by this deal, dating young apostolics, dating, and this occurred to me, and I really feel that it was, uh, and, and I was impressed by God regarding this, and that was that the the. Ooh, man, oh man, uh, relationships that fail, marriages that fail, and I've seen plenty of them in the Apostolic Church, that fail probably have something to do or can be traced back to two dating young people. So marriages that fail can probably be traced back to two dating young people. Okay, that, that makes sense. And if we're not doing dating right, courting, Okay, the way we think about dating here at Yappa is, um, you know, you're, you you don't date to date, you date to marry, all right? And so courting, 
was a term, you know, back then. We use dating now, but it's the same type of concept. All right. And um, it, it, two people courting, two people dating that something something wasn't right. And so they get into a relationship that wasn't the will of God. And that could be, that could be, could be, just could be, okay, it's not the, but it could be a factor as to why some of these relationships break up later on in the future. And I've seen people do this. I've seen people. I've seen what I'm talking about. They date, they they do the courtship deal wrong, and then seven years and a baby later, I don't know where the dad's at. The mom's not in the relationship. I don't even know if she's still in church. Because why? Relationships? You could have stopped it. You could have stopped it. I remember looking to my right and my left. I'm like, dude, is anyone seeing like how wrong this relationship is? So I personally believe that Yappa 238, God has lifted us up. Uh, I say that humbly. To, to just talk to young people about, hey, this is the way we should be going. This is where we should be going. See that down that way, that that path down there, that righteousness and holiness and prayer and separation and doing our best to live right and failing and messing up and asking God for forgiveness and repenting and continuing on like that path. All right. We should, we should be down that path when it comes to dating as well. So the whole premise of today's podcast is, um, is for, for lessons to be learned. When it comes to relationships, and I cannot believe I'm putting this stuff out here, but oh my goodness, it's gonna be crazy. I just felt, I felt, I felt to do it. I felt to do it. So, my friends, uh, sit back, relax. We're going to uh, talk about the past ten years of my personal, um, my personal life. You guys are gonna get the nitty gritty stories and and uh, things. So, oh man, this is kind of. This is a lot. So uh, just know that um, I'm recording this probably at like, what, one in the morning? Yeah, one in the morning right now. So I'm ready to have fun, though. I'm juiced. I'm amped. I'm ready to tell stories. I love telling stories. And, um, yeah, you guys can listen to this. Make sure you, like, star this one, okay? Make sure you, like, you know, save this podcast, download it, whatever you need to do, because it's going to be one that you're going to want to listen to and share with your friends on your guys' way to, I don't know, um, the youth camps and stuff like that because uh yeah we we get we get pretty uh granular (laughs) it's gonna be nuts so all right you guys know how i like to do um i don't really i like to like eq podcasts and stuff like that don't really like to chop them up and spend all that time so i have my water as you guys know my voice kind of like gets dry sometimes and my voice will crack i promise i'm over i'm over 13 (laughs) so without further ado (laughs) <clears throat> let's get started. Okay, so let's rewind back. My backstory, um, I was born and raised in church, okay? I was born in um, 96, so all the 1990s millennial kids. Woo, woo, some people will call us Gen Z. I don't really think so. Anyway, so um, yeah, all us millennials. Um, we uh, So I was born in 96, and I was born and raised in church. And um, man, it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. I remember um, uh, being just a little tyke and, you know, um, you know, grabbing my pastor's uh, uh, pant leg and smelling his cologne and stuff. And, and then um, being, you know, church stuff, you know, just I was, just, I was a pew kid, a pew baby, as some would say. Right. And so uh, 
I just remember the whole deal. It was awesome. Well, around five or so, now five, six years old is when my mom left church. All right. And so that, that really hit me, right? That hit me hard. Boom. I get hit. I'm like, goodness, man, this, this stinks. And so going back and forth and the whole deal, my dad stayed in church and, um, he was, uh, he's like the only reason why we're in church today, because we have that, um, we had someone pointing true North, you know, that's the truth. That's the way, um, walkie therein. Right. And so we made a choice, me and my uh, older sister to, to live for God. Okay. A conscious decision. And, you know, from six, seven to about 12 to 13, it was really, really rough. Um, ups and downs, lefts, rights, ins, outs. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, my dad was in my life to, uh, point, again, point the way to true north. That's the way. That's the way. And he would teach us and he would love us and he would care for us and he would help us and he would help us move forward, right? Well, uh, I turned about 13, right? And uh, we, uh, me, it's my, I have younger siblings and my entire family with my dad and my dad, my stepmom, he was like my mom, uh, my sister, my brothers and stuff like that. And we're going to church, right? So I, I hit 13 and I'm kind of like, you know, I, I like girls. There's a couple girls at my church that I liked before, I think maybe one or two. Um, some girls I liked in the past. All right. But 13, 14 rolls around and I, and I start really feeling the, 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 the push from the Holy Ghost. Hey, there's more for you. There's deeper, you know, I've called you and stuff like that. And I'll have people come pray for me and speak these things over my life. And it was, it was really powerful. But, um, you know, so with all that, excuse me, with all that, uh, <laughs> uh, I started getting pretty spiritual. Yeah, if you guys know, um, those, you guys listen to the Apostolic Podcast, or excuse me, uh, the Apostolic Podcast, Prayer and Fasting Masterclass, and all those different things that we have. You guys know around 14 is when I really started getting serious about Jesus, right? Um, not serious about Jesus, but really like my own personal relationship with him. I started to pray for an hour a day, and um, I have like testimonies from then. Well, imagine me, I'm praying, I'm, 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 uh, I'm you know, but I'm, I'm still a kid, right? Uh, yes, there's, you know, I'm seeing things in the spirit and, you know, God's moving and I'm feeling great things. Right. But I'm still a kid, right? A kid. And I like girls. Okay. Well, at least a particular girl. And, um, man, this is crazy. Cause I haven't brought this up in so long, but, um, again, this is just lessons to, to help. Right. And so I, um, I caught I, this girl caught my eyes. All right. At, at our church. And not a bad thing, you know, girls catch dudes' eyes a lot. Uh, but this girl caught my attention, and um, she was about my age. Um, about my age, I'm not going to give exact details, but anyway, and, um, you know, I like the girl. You know, she, she's, she's cute. She, you know, she checked off my attraction list. And I was like, okay, yeah, she's, you know, her hair, you know, her face, you know. <laughs> it's different things, right, that caught my eye. I'm a 14-year-old kid, right? And I'm praying. All right, and I'm praying. Well, when I get locked into someone, one of the things I found out, when I get locked into someone, um, like I'm the type to like just stay on that person. I'll stay on that person for like literally years. Literally 
years. Okay, I promise, years. Okay, so I I, I saw this girl and I, I liked her, and um, you know, we would rub shoulders sometimes, but I was too nervous to talk to her, which is so stupid. But anyway, um, but uh, we end, I, I ended up I ended up having a dream one night, right? And I'm this is and I'm saying. I, and I'm kind of like a romantic. Some people would say, my sister says, like, I wear my heart on my sleeves when it comes to, like, you know, feelings and emotions and stuff like that. And so I'm over there, like, swooning over this girl, you know, like, oh, my gosh, she's looking this way. Oh, man, this is so crazy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing to bring up. But, yeah, so I'm over there, like, uh, you know, just thinking about her and just like, wow. But I wasn't talking to her because I, I wasn't. I didn't have the courage to. Anyway, so I'd get all nervous and flustered and stuff, and it's just craziness. But um, well, one night I have this dream, all right? And um, in the dream, I'm in the church's bathroom. Oh, this is crazy. So I'm in the church's bathroom, and um, I go, and, I, and I, uh, I'm washing my hands, and it's like starts in, um, in one of the stalls, and I walk out of the stall. And as I walk out of the stall, um, there's a white-headed older gentleman that walks into the bathroom at the same time. And so we both get to the sink and we start washing our hands. And I'm sitting there and I know, okay, there's something, there's something like different about this man. There's something different. And so I'm washing my hands and um, I look at him and he's like looking at me and then all of a sudden he turns to me and he like he lays his hands on my head as I begin to kneel, right? <clears throat> and he begins to prophesy. And in the dream, he begins to prophesy, He's, and he started saying stuff. And he said, you know, I called you for this and this and that, this and this and that. And he's just prophesying. He's going, he said, you'll go here, you'll go, do, you'll do this, and you'll boom, boom, boom. He starts t- saying a whole bunch of stuff, right? So I'm and I feel the Holy Ghost in the dream, and I'm talking in tongues praying and he said something that was very interesting he said that you're gonna marry so and so this girl I liked and I was like oh snap that's tight (laughs) poor kids man poor kids all right so I'm like wow okay so I'm married this girl anyway so and then I I it's like me and in the dream, it's like me and this man, we begin to walk into this vision of the things that he's prophesying. And so I start seeing different things and seeing this and seeing that. And I saw her by my side and I'm seeing this and seeing that. And then we go back into the stall. Everything kind of resets to the place to where he's laying his hands on my head. And he gets up and he starts walking out. And I fade out of the dream and I wake up. All right, so you got to understand. <laughs> There's a 13, 14-year-old kid, right, who's, who's desirous, like, of the things of the Spirit, the stories of prophets, the stories of evangelists, the stories of pastors and, and people who dove deep into the Spirit and will get great things from God. Like, that's what I want for my life. The dreams, the visions the prophecies, like that's what I want. And so I had this dream that included a vision and that included a prophecy and I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, dude, dude, I got it. 
I got the rest of my life. I got my whole life ahead of me. I know I know what's going to happen. I know it. He just said it. He said it in the dream. So being the good young half-salt dude I am, I take that back. No one's good but God. <laughs> All right. So no, but just, you know, being, you know, being taught right. I'm like, dad, dad, I had this dream. It's like a couple days later. My dad, I had this dream. And I'm like, I want to tell you about it. And so him, my stepmom get together. <clears throat> and so uh, um, they, they get together and they're just listening. And I'm like, okay, so this will happen. And I'm in the dream. And I'm, and I'm really trying to seek after, you know, God to make sure, like, is this the will of God? So I'm going to run it past my spiritual authority. So I'm praying. Or excuse me, so I'm talking to my parents. And, and you know, um, I was like, oh, what are they going to say? After I'm, I'm done telling them the dream, I'm like waiting on, on the other end, like, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Is it God? Is it God? Is it God? I hope it's from God. I like the girl. <laughs> I really like the girl. Uh, and I like what he said in the dream. I hope it's from God. So I'm like, I'm waiting for my, my dad and my stepmom. And so my dad turns to me and he's like, he said, well, he said, it may be from God. He said, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. So I just took that as a blaring Yes. <laughs> I just took that as like the biggest yes in the world. Like I was like, oh my goodness, man, this is crazy. <laughs> this is so crazy, man. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. I'm gonna marry this girl. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, she's cute. She's this, she's that. She's, oh my goodness, this is gonna be awesome. She's gonna be awesome. I'm like, yes, this is, this is it. This is awesome. This is my life, my life right here, my life. Okay. <laughs> man, crazy, man, crazy. Okay. So. I'm super excited about it. And so what do I do? <clears throat> I hold on to it. That's what you do with the promises of God, right? You hold on to it. So I go to service the next day and I see this girl and I'm like, man, dude, this is the girl. She don't even know it, but oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tripping over myself right now. Ugh, cringy, but... Anyways, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the girl. And and so, um, you know, Sunday goes by and I'm like, dude, I should like, you know, try to you know, kind of talk to her maybe, but then I'm so flustered and heart still beating fast and craziness like that. And so, uh, you know, a year went by and I'm like 15. And a year and three months go by. Well, not since the 15, but like three months after that. Then another couple months after that. And... Over like a year and a half to two year period, I started to see some things. All right. I started to see some things. I started to see some things in her. I would watch and as I'm at the altar, praise and worship in Jesus, I would see that she was like not really responding to the power of God that was in the place. And so... I'm still like, okay, well, one day, you know, that's what the, the prophet said in the dream. One day, you know, she'll come to her senses. She'll get a relationship with God. And a little bit goes by, and now I'm saying like, okay, well, she's not even, she's not even like sitting up front. Not that that was a big deal. She would sit with her parents, but not that that was the biggest deal in the world, but up front was where, you know, everyone would worship and everyone would come out of their seats to be, you know, worshiping God, right? And so I watched that and I was like, okay, well, she's, you know, she's kind of not 
you know, doing everything, you know. But she'll, she'll come to her senses one day, all right, because we're supposed to be together. That's what the prophet said in the dream. And so, yeah, I was, I was hoping. And uh, so a few months go by, right? A few more months, a few more months. And I start seeing like, all right, things aren't trending too well. You know, now when there's an altar call, she's not really even in the altars. She'll probably, you know, have a touch from God that everyone can see maybe once or twice a year. All right. So now things are getting really bad. And I'm like, okay, this is not the best thing in the world. It's not the greatest thing in the universe right now. And I'm like, okay, but you know, now, now I'm kind of questioning things like, okay, so she's not, she's not really plugging in now. It looks like she's growing even colder in God, a little bit more carnal. And there's like, you know, this, uh, some, there's some things, right? And so I'm, uh, dude, this is crazy. Cause some of the stuff I forgot I was thinking, so I'm like, wow, this. So I'm. So now I'm kind of like, okay, is it is it of God or like? I'm hoping it is because I really really like the girl. Try to talk to her a few times. I talk with her parents. Her parents are chill, you know. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like maybe, but then she's getting carnaler, and I was going back and forth, right? And uh, then this one fateful Sunday, <clears throat> as my prayer life is growing, all the while this is my prayer life's growing. All right, so I'm praying, I'm seeing visions, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing that, seeing powerful things in the spirit. And so I'm over there and uh, I felt the Holy Ghost one Sunday, right? And I I feel him on our way to church, you know, and and I'm like, okay, okay. And mind you, this is after I'm praying like about an hour a day, every single day, except for Sundays at 2 p.m. every single day, like every single day. All right, so um, sometimes praying for an hour and a half, sometimes praying for two, sometimes praying for 40 minutes, sometimes 50 minutes, whatever it was, but I'm, I'm praying, right? And so, and, and this is no bragging, I'm just telling you my story, right? No, nothing crazy like that. And so I, I feel the Holy Ghost, so I feel him like breathe on me, like whoosh, he breathes on me. And I'm like, okay, there's something, God wants to talk about something. I, don't, I have no clue what it is, I don't know what it is, I have no idea at all, but he wants to talk about something. So service happens, chilling, talking with friends. Um, we get back in the car and we go home and I feel the Holy Ghost come in the car. And he's like, he said, Avil, he said, you need to, you need to go to your Mariah. And I'm like, okay, Mariah, Mariah, Mariah. And I'm talking in tongues quietly in the car on our way to church or actually on our way back home and I'm like Mariah okay all right all right so I get you know we get uh get in the house and I tell my parents okay so I'm gonna I'm pray I feel the Holy Ghost wants to talk to me about some things I, oh, okay yeah go ahead so I go into my room and I start to pray and I'm praying and I'm talking to Jesus and my God you wanted me to pray and it wasn't long before the Holy Ghost came down and I saw, it was like, okay, we're starting to tell testimonies now. <laughs> so it was as if there was like a, like I, 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 a curtain opened and 
I saw this mountain in front of me that had this long path going up it. And there was like, it looked like rays of, um, like it was like over, not overcast. There was big clouds in the sky and there was rays of sun that were beaming through the clouds. And I had, and, and, and I seen this and it opened up to me and I'm like, okay. And then the Holy Ghost speaks to me again. He said, you need to go to your Mariah. Go to your Mount Mariah. And I'm like, okay. So I just start praying in the spirit, start praying. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to go up there. I'm going to go up there. And so I start moving and I start going up there. And I'm, and I'm praying and I'm speaking in tongues and, I, and, I'm, and I'm praying. And I'm, I'm pushing in the spirit. And I get way to the top and the Holy Ghost reveals to me what this is all about. And he's like, this is about <laughs> this girl you like. And I'm like up the mountain already. I'm like, oh, okay. And now, mind you, this is like a powerful prayer meeting. And I'm over there like, oh. And I was like, man, okay. It's, it's about her. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And so I thought to myself, what Abram thought. I'm like, okay, well, I feel this is a promise from God. I had a dream. There was a prophet in the dream, seeing a vision in the dream. Okay, but, man, God's requiring it of me. And so I said, okay, well, if God's trying to test me, I want to pass the test no matter how it goes. If I sacrifice this thing and it dies, then that's what it is. If it, If I attempt to sacrifice this thing, and God's like, stay your hand. I'm like, oh, okay, phew, good, because <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so I'm up there, and I'm like, okay, well, and he's like, you're going to have to sacrifice that thing. And so I lay it on the altar. I'm like, okay, God, this is a relationship that I'm holding on to. So I pick up the knife, and this is all in the vision and prayer and the spirit, and I'm like, Okay, God, it's over. Wham! So I stick the dagger in it and I kill it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, God, so no, 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 like, you know, stay your hand. No, 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 okay. So I back up and I begin to worship, I begin to praise and magnify God, and I'm praying. And I'm sitting there like, okay, but is the thing going to come back to life? <laughs> is God going to say anything different? Like, <laughs> I promise I was thinking these things. <laughs> oh, man, this is funny. So <clears throat> I'm over there and I'm like, yeah, this thing's not, I don't see, it's not resuscitating. <laughs> like, no, this is not, it's not coming back. So I'm like, all right. Okay, God, I completely committed to you. It's all, it's all yours, all of it, 100%. And I start walking back from the mountain. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really not coming back. So I go, oh, okay, then that's it. And so I get done. My time of prayer, I'm sitting in the room. The Holy Ghost leaves. And I'm like, it's over. <laughs> it's just done. Like, <laughs> I'm not liking this girl no more. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is so funny. Sorry, I had too much fun. So, um, yeah, so 15 and a half around that time. And um, I was like, yeah, this is, it's over. It's over. So I remember going to church and I was looking at her and I was like, 
Yeah, she's cute, but not that cute. She's she's not that cute. Not not to be jeopardizing Jesus. Not going to Jesus over this. No, 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 no. And whew, by the grace of God. Now, please, I know I've kind of been cutting up, you know, being funny. Take notes, all right? Because it gets worse, all right? It gets worse. I promise. It gets worse. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> all right, so um, 15 and a half all right, goes. And I have to stop here and start kind of dissecting things, okay? Because something happens at 16, 16, 16 and a half. Something happens at 16 and a half, I think. So I have my dates all mixed up when it comes to this. And so I have to, I have to stop here, okay? And kind of tell you what happened in this particular situation. All right, so I end up sacrificing the relationship. The girl grew carnal, okay? Even more carnal. I think even before then, I think, yeah, it was like a couple of weeks before then she had, she had cut her hair. All right. I heard certain stories about as to why she had to do it. It was like an emergency type situation from what I, what I, what I heard. All right. From what the grapevine was saying. And not that I was on the grapevine, but you know, people just talk, man, dude, people talk. So, um, and if you guys have been in the, <laughs> in the youth group, any bit of time, you could be not trying to gossip, and you're going to hear stuff about people. So, <clears throat> and it's her, like, yeah, it was a, a situation, so, you know, it's not that bad and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I don't know, because that's such a big deal. So, for some of you guys, maybe more so newer converts, kind of just get into the Apsoc movement, or for those of you guys who don't really um, know, uh, the reason why the hair is such a big deal, the cutting of the hair is such a big deal is because that's a representation of um, a woman's authority, or she has power with angels, and um, uh, because of her authority. And this is all found in 1 Corinthians 11. Um, some people say it's a covering, um, and the, the Bible goes on in 1 Corinthians 11 to elaborate on that covering being that it is a woman's hair. And so her hair is given for a covering, uncut hair, not the length. It's not about how short it is, how long it is. It's about it being cut or uncut. All right, and when a woman cuts her hair, what I've seen so many times, so many times, I've heard bishops teach on it, say the same, they saw the same exact thing, pastors see the same exact thing. I've seen it. When a girl cuts her hair, first off, okay, there has been a, um, a disconnect spiritually, first, 90% of the time. All right, so she cuts her hair. That's an outward expression that, um, She's disconnected herself from her spiritual authority. And I promise you, if you look in that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you look in that woman or that young lady's life, you'll see where she's not submitted. All right. Where there's no more, there's, there's, there's a lack of submission and there's a lack of uh, an authority flow. All right. So when she um, cuts her hair, she separates herself or it's an, it's an outward expression of her disconnecting herself from the authority that flows from the man of God in her life down to her, all right? And I'm not saying that if you don't have a man, well, no, you do have to have a man of God in your life. I'm talking about, I was specifically thinking about a father, a father um, being a, a young lady's spiritual authority. That's the way it flows, all right? And so when I saw her cut her hair, I was like, okay, so she just dishonored her head, and her dad's her head right now. So if she's going to do that to her dad, she's already showing signs and the capacity to do that to me if we were to get married. All right. And so what can you do with an unsubmitted woman? Uh, 
I don't know. People do not like this, man. <clears throat> I know a lot of people don't like what I'm talking about. But um, if you check their submission level, you'll find out why. <laughs> All right, so... And not not to be contentious or anything. I'm just saying, like, you know. All right. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, that's a big deal. She cut her hair. She's, like, showing signs of not being submitted. And that's a bad thing because I know how God flows through. There's it, The way it's outlined in 1 Corinthians 11, you'll see God, Christ, man, the woman. Well, if she, if we just get, if we as men get disconnected, disconnected from Christ, all right, then it's just a whole bad deal. All right. So we need to stay connected. But if a woman gets disconnected from the man, that's a bad deal too. So I'm looking at that. I'm like, dude, that's not, that's not, that's not going to work. <laughs> but I, I didn't have any grounds to like cut the relationship off, uh, even though we weren't in a relationship. <laughs> like I just didn't have any grounds for it. Right. And, um, and then it's a few weeks later, the Holy Ghost, hey, hey, bud, hey, go to your Mount Moriah. Sacrifice that thing that you, that you thought you got from me. I don't know if I got it from God. I, now I look back and I'm like, dude, maybe I was off. Maybe I was just, I don't know. I, I have no clue. It's in the past. Um, some people will say, well, Ava, what do you think? How, you know, do you think it could work? No, it can't. She's married. She has, like, I think two kids. All right, so it's, it's, it can't work. <laughs> and trust me, it's, <laughs> no. So, <clears throat> Even then, I knew that, okay, if God required it from me, I'm not going to go back. I'm just not. It's not. It's the, No, I'm not going back. Move forward, all right? Okay, cool. So we caught up. That's why I wanted to say 15 and a half, all right? Now, when 16 rolls around, right, and I go to uh, my first youth, major youth conference. We had some, you know, some churches come over to our church and stuff like that, but um you know, there's a whole bunch of conferences everyone was going to. I just didn't go to them. And then at 16, I go to a certain youth conference, all right? <clears throat> now, again, I'm going to keep things um, confidential. I'll tell you the gist of the story. But um, I'm going to get keep everything confidential for the sake of uh, privacy, all right? Because, um, you know, just because that's the appropriate thing to do. Uh, just like I kept everything confidential with the... Uh, previous story. All right, so <clears throat> I go to my youth. Co- my my. Uh, <laughs> this is so funny, man. I go to my first youth conference, <laughs> and I'm over there, dude. I can't tell a story without laughing, dude. This is crazy, or maybe these stories without laughing. <clears throat> all right, so I go there, and I'm like, you know, it's all about Jesus. Like, I'm not in a relationship. I'm cool. I'm straight chilling. Like, this is awesome. So I remember the the um, first service. I'm over there. And I'm like, man, dude, this is. I went on like a three day fast before the service, um, or for before the conference. Cause I'm like, people need to be delivered, you know, over there on <clears throat> on that note. And so, um, yeah, so I go there and I'm and I'm uh, and uh, the first night I'm, I'm worshiping God. I'm praising God. Uh, to the first song, because you guys know how it usually goes. It goes like three songs, maybe two songs, someone speaks, another song, then the service, you know, that little basic structure. So like the first song, I'm over there, lift my hands in the altar. I didn't really care what people thought, what I was doing and stuff. I was probably like the first one out there. Um, Or maybe not, because it was a conference, and there was a lot of like 
hype and stuff. You guys know the conference hype. And so everyone's like juiced and amped. And so we're all worshiping together. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go back to my seat, right? And um, I uh, I sit down and I'm just, and I'm, you know, uh, what, man, how did it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there and, and um, you know, waiting for uh, the uh, announcements and stuff like that. I said how everything's going to go in the, in, during that conference time. And I'm sitting there and I look and um, someone catches my eye. All right. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, wow. All right. Wow. This young lady's very, very, very attractive. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Okay, Jesus, after the service, Jesus, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can talk to this girl, right? And so I boxed it up, put it in my back pocket, and gave the rest of the service to Jesus. And I think that's kind of a smart thing to do. It's like, I know young people, you know, we're all like, ooh, you know, we want to meet a girl. We want to meet a guy when we go to the conference. That's cool and everything. You can do that before. You can do that after. All right, but don't do it while you're in the service, okay? Make it, keep it about Jesus, make it about Jesus uh, during the service, all right? When you're worshiping, when you're praising God, when you're doing all that stuff, make sure you keep it about God, okay? And so uh, that's what I did. And, uh, but, you know, I, I, I did not notice her, all right? And so after the, con- uh, after the first service, I'm like, all right, you know, you know let, me, let me see what, uh, where this girl's at. And that evening, there was like the first lock-in, right? And so we stayed up till whatever, 2 a.m. in the morning. And I'm over there just talking with people, getting to meet new people, you know, um, uh, using my strategic connections to connect with other people. I knew like one or two people in like a group of 10. And I'll go, hey, what's up, so-and-so? It's good to see you again. And then meet the other 10. And so I grew my connections to who I knew pretty, pretty quickly, right? Pretty, pretty quickly? Pretty quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Anyway. So I'm over there just meeting people, doing the cool thing. Like, I think, you know, if you're young, you're single, like, you don't have to rush into relationships. But, like, don't. All right? Just wait to the end of this. You'll find out how this one ends, okay? So I'm <laughs> over there and, um, you know, just meeting people. And, uh, yeah, just everyone was, like, just, I just met a lot of people, all right? And, uh, but I couldn't, I didn't find her. I didn't find her. And so I was like, okay, well, man, that, okay, kind of stinks. Okay, next morning, morning service rolls around, and I see her again. Okay, she had to, for whatever reason, she was on the platform, all right? So we'll keep it vague. Um, anyway, so I was like, oh, man, she's like, yeah, dude, this girl, man, she's like, okay, okay. And um, <laughs> that's crazy. So um, I'm thinking about all the details that I'm not sharing with you guys. And I'm like, yeah, that was crazy. All right. So um, so I'm like, okay, this girl, yeah, she's like, wow, she's my cup of tea. Okay. Put it in my back co- back pocket, focusing on service again. I had a powerful move of God. And the second day closes. I don't think I made contact with her um, that Thursday because it was like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, Friday comes around and... Um, Another service. It was great. Saw her again. Stuff like that. And then it was the night. All right. And homies, you guys know what I'm talking about. All right. It's the last night. You saw the girl, but you didn't talk with her. You tried to. Didn't work out. So this is the last shot you got. 
the last chance to shoot your shot. This is it. It all comes down to this. The final countdown. Okay, so here it goes. And I'm like, I've talked with people. I met a lot of great people. A lot of friendly souls. But I didn't meet her. And so the next three hours of this lock-in, this Friday night lock-in, is dedicated to me meeting her. <laughs> so stupid. I mean, it's not stupid. It's funny. But it's just, oh my gosh. So, <clears throat> it's crazy. can't believe I'm telling you guys this. All right, so um, I'm over there and uh, I'm like, okay, where's she at? Where is she? I got to meet this girl. So I'm going around to the groups I met. Uh, you know, oh, hey, so-and-so, you're from this church. These are all your friends. Okay, cool. And I'm like, okay, but where is this girl at? And um, I ended, I met this dude uh, there, and he was like, dude, I'll introduce you guys to her. I'm like, man, dude, bro, listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whole man, dude. Like, I could do this myself, man. It's a little nervous, but, I mean, like, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Hey, Abel, this is so-and-so. He actually did that. Goodness, I'm, I'm curious as to who would be listening to this. But, um. He did that with um, his sister and me. He, like, the night before, the Thursday night, he walks up to me. I'm in the corner just, you know, scanning the room. And he's like, hey, hey, it's good to meet you. Hey, this is my sister. Come over here. So let's say his sister's name was Susan. It wasn't Susan. Susan, come over here. He's like, Avial, Susan. And he, like, literally puts his hand, like, motions to me, Avial, motions to her, Susan, and then puts his hands together, like, you know, go ahead and make something happen. (laughs) Then he walks away. I'm like, I'm like, dude, what? Like, so I'm like, hey, what's up, Susan? My name's Avril, obviously. She's like, ah, oh, cool. And it was cool. It was chill. It wasn't like awkward, but um, it's just the introduction. So I imagine this dude doing that to me and this girl that I really, I wanted to make a good first impression on. Hey, Avril, this is so-and-so. Motions his hands together, you know, gives a little like, like, you know, that face that like, yeah, you got to, you know, go ahead. You got working magic, guys. Go ahead. I'm like, no, that is not happening. So I said, homie, bro, listen, I got this, man. Trust me. I'm a whole dude. I can can make this happen. And so I'm over there. Let's go. Let's go. I'm looking for her. Looking up. Oh, yeah, that's a good thing. I was about to say that, but uh, I didn't say that because it's too much detail. Anyway, so um, I'm going. I'm looking for her, looking for her. And uh, I, I would see her from across the room. And I'm like, okay, how do I make the entry? Like, and this is before, okay, I was 16 at the time. I wasn't, I wasn't, um, now I'm 24, so that was a, like eight years ago. That was a long time ago. Now, I'm pretty sure I'll just walk straight up to her. Hey, excuse me. Hey, so I saw you around here. Listen, I'm I'm single. Okay. <laughs> I came here. You know why I'm here. All right, but 16, you're a little too young, all right, to just, I, I think, to just be coming up, you know, trying to start a relationship off. You, you, you barely know who you are, right? But, and yeah, it's just like, then what are you going to do? Yeah, so my mom, my mom said we can go to McDonald's, just, you know, keep it on the dollar menu. Like, what are you going to do? Seriously. So, <clears throat> anyway. Um, <laughs> so, I, I was waiting for her to get in the group. So, I saw her in a group with certain people, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know them that well, and if I go up to them, they're going to think I'm trying to flirt with them. I'm not going to do that. So, going, it just never happened that night. And um, I'm just, you know, trying to this opportunity, that opportunity, talking with this person. And three hours, two or three hours, two or three hours, I'm, like, trying to get this girl, like, chasing her. And finally, 
Thank the Lord for my sister. <laughs> I was so thankful. All of a sudden, you know, the youth leaders, it's time to wrap up, time to roll out. Everyone's like, hey, come on. You got to go, guys. Okay, it was great. Thank you for coming. Come next year. Da, 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 da. And my sister. I turn my head over my shoulder looking for my sister, and I see her in the group with all these girls. And I'm like, okay, there's she. And I see her. My sister's in a group with the girl that I'm trying to talk to. So what do I do? Like the smart man I am, I walk straight over there. Hey, Janessa, <laughs> my beautiful sister, how are you? Just want to let you know that we're going to be all right outside. Oh, <laughs> who are these lovely people in front of me? <laughs> anyway, so. all right, so that's what I did. <laughs> okay, that's what I actually did. So I go over there. And I'm like, hey, Justin, you know, I just want to let you know that we're, you know, wrapping up and stuff like that. Oh, it's nice to meet everyone. So uh, I didn't get your guys' names. And so I start doing the whole names. I introduce myself, names, names, get names, names, names. And finally, second to the last or third to the last, um, I got her name. And I met her officially. I officially met her. I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God's good. So, um, we we wrap up. I'm walking out on cloud nine. I'm just marching over all the classes. Boom, boom. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm walking there. We get in the car with the people we carpooled with. And um, homie uh, hits, hits my knee and he's like, so Ava, did you, you know, you meet anybody at this conference and stuff? It was our first time out, first time youth conference, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I met someone. He's like, oh, really? Who? And I said, well, Name drop, boom. I knew what I was doing, man. I was like, okay, I'm a name drop and it's gonna get it's gonna get back to her. People are people are gonna know. You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. Those of you guys who have been in church and been through the youth stuff, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm a name drop here. And she's gonna find out that I like her or that I'm interested in her. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Bravo, bravo, little avial. All right, well, it didn't work. <laughs> It didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work. I'm like name dropping, doing my deal. And uh, yeah, like it just nothing really happened. So <clears throat> I won't get into the, the all the details of our relationship. Well, nah, how long do you guys have? Let's go. For, we can go for another hour. Um, I won't get into all like the uh, too many of the details, but I will kind of give the, the timeline. So 16. Um. Yeah, I'm 16, I think. Yeah, I'm 16 and a half because, whoa, whoa, whoa. Goodness, man. Okay, never mind. Let's just, we'll go with 16. Um, Man, I'm about to spill too many details. All right, so. <clears throat> within that year, all right, I see her at another conference. And another youth lock-in happens. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to talk to this girl again. Yes, let's make this work. Well, I go over there the few hours that we're at this lock-in, and um, she's completely giving me the cold shoulder. Like, completely and entirely, it's so cold. It's like, it's, it's, like, uh, it's burning. It's like dry ice. It's like, dude, you're so cold. You're hurting me. <laughs> it's like such the cold shoulder. And it was a very intimate group. There was only four of us that were hanging out. And one was giving another person the cold shoulder the entire time. It was so freezing. It was cold. I promise you. 
it hurt. <laughs> it was just crazy. So I'm like, man, dude, that's the hardest, hardest, hardest. I've been dissed. And I'm just trying to be a friend. I know I'm not trying to like, hey, you want to get married? I'm 16. Okay. I'm 16. I won't tell y'all oh she was, but I'm like, she like I'm 16. I'm not trying to get married. I'm just trying to be your friend. Okay. I mean, you're like, I think you're an attractive friend and I'd want you to be an attractive friend, but like, I'm trying to be your friend. Still, ice cold shoulder. All right. Well, again, mind you, all this time I'm praying about an hour a day. I'm doing my deal. I'm I'm fasting when I feel to fast. I'm doing my best to build a relationship with God, right? <clears throat> and uh I saw her maybe like 8 to 10 times after that within about 3 to 3 and a half years. And I would see her cold shoulder. I would see her cold shoulder. I'll see her cold shoulder. We'll talk. A few moments later, cold shoulder. Like, it just wasn't really working out for you, bro. And so uh, during that time, that three-year time, I really, by the grace of God, I I, I would, you know, because I would see her so uh, irregularly that there was large amounts of time, months, where I'll go just pursuing Jesus, pursuing Jesus, pursuing Jesus. I'm pursuing Jesus. Well, there was one time where, uh, felt not to tell that one. All right, well, um, I remember thinking to myself, let's just say that. I remember thinking to myself, God, and I would observe her through, throughout the years. <clears throat> and at one point, I'm like, God, I say, God, I, I've, I've talked with a lot of girls. I know a lot of girls. I, 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 you know, and, and not like in a in a romantic type way, just or anything of the sort, just friends, right? And I'm like, God, I, there's, you know, just a, a bunch of people I know, and I really like this girl, and the reason why I like her is because she prays, she worships, she's sincere, she's genuine, she's, and I started going on a long list of things that she was. And she's attractive. God, did you see her, Jesus? Did you see what you did? Right? And so I'm uh, that's what I'm thinking. And I, I remember I'm 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 just I just started praying about it, you know, at, at uh, a few points in time. And here's the deal: I asked God for the relationship. My God, you know, if I could be with anybody, I'd like to be with her. Well, my friends. <clears throat> I'm I'm pursuing for three years, you know. I'm, I'm praying, and in that time, I was like, super, like the gifts of the Spirit, the power of God. Talk about that, like you know, the prophetic, the the healing, miracle signs, wonders, like powerful, operating in the Spirit. Because I'm praying, I'm still praying. It's praying an hour, praying two hours, praying three hours, just praying, just continuing to pray, 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 pray. pray. I'm fasting, started fasting once a day, uh, or excuse me, once a day. <laughs> started fasting once a week, for and it started building up years on end. I'm just doing, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, right? And then, um, the Apple launches, all right? So um, those of you guys who uh been following us since then, <clears throat> y'all know what's up. Anyway, so, um, yeah, and then uh, I got the relationship. Yeah, I was. I asked God for it, praying about it. 
And through a series of events, I won't get into the too many details, but through a series of events, I got the relationship. And I was happy. <laughs> I was very happy. I was like, God, since the last relationship up until now, I haven't liked anybody. I, you know, there is the one person that, that wasn't her that I was like, oh, okay. And we literally had probably like two days together. And, um, that it only, it, like she would, it, would, it was only like glances, glance exchanges, right? She would look at me, I'll look at her and that was it. And, uh, she ended up like, uh, backsliding like, a um, couple months later, maybe like a month or two later. And, um, she had visited and that was it. So I was like, oh, phew, okay, well, whatever. Anyway, so I'm, um, I got the relationship I was praying for. And I was pursuing and like relentlessly pursuing practically. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. I confessed my feelings. Then she confessed her feelings and it was all downhill, uphill. I don't know. Just, it went like, it was all a hill from there. <laughs> no, second. Like, now, and, and so it went. And we were going. And I look back, and now I want to, like, point some things out, all right? She prayed. I prayed. And not just this, like, now I lay me down to sleep. Okay? There was a bunch of girls that I knew, all right? And they didn't pray. They, they worshiped, but they had to be, like, prodded and pulled, all right? There, there's people I knew that they were... um. You know, that that told me. It's one girl. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, like, anyway, she was a trip. But, you know, they liked me, and I was like, no. Okay, because you're kind of carnal. Like, you're, you're too, like, you're too carnal. And I would think, you know, and, and uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things. You know, she knew how to fast. I knew what fasting was about. She, like I said, worshiped, praised, did all that good stuff. I did the same thing too. We're good people. Like we're good people, good young people. We both grew up in church. Um, we b- both knew what what uh, struggle was like, you know, to to make the choice to live for God, um, and 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 forsake the world. What else? I mean, we we're, we're just like we're good people. All right, and um, yeah, we end up in this relationship. Now, this is the relationship I prayed for. This is the relationship I pursued. This is the relationship that I wanted. This is the relationship that, you know, I was just over the moon with, right? And I got it. And guess what we did? We talked to our pastors. Gave us the green light. We talked to our parents. Gave us the green light. So, like, literally everything in this relationship is perfect. Like, everything. On, on, on like, the human note, everything's perfect. Like I said, we're good young apostolics. We love God. We 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 like I said, we know what it is to to um to make the choice to to stand for God. All right, and everything like literally everything's good. Everything's like it looks so good. It's it's picture perfect. It's paper perfect. All right, and uh, uh we're in this relationship, and we're like, dude, this is awesome. Both of us are like, dude, this is this is really cool. Like, you know, I like you. You like me. Let's see where things go. All right. <clears throat> Whew. So we're going, we're going, we're going. 
going pretty strong for, um, you know, uh, uh, month one, month two. And I think it was like month two when we started doing things that were like, you know, the stuff that we teach in the Godly Dating Masterclass. All right. I started to roll some of that stuff out. You know, we talked about boundaries. We talked about, um, you know, uh, what we were going to do in a relationship, what we were not going to do in a relationship. You know, just straight up, you know, hey, this is our, this is my church standard. Okay, cool. This is my church standard. Like, when I say we did everything right, like, we did everything right. All right? Seriously. Right? <laughs> so, um, uh, we, did, we did this stuff, talked about this, talked about that. Hey, we're, we're, what's your vision for your life? Hey, this is my vision for my life and et cetera, et cetera. I want to do ministry. She was like, hey, guess what? Me too. I want to do that. It's like, oh my gosh, we could do ministry together. Okay, yeah. So we were just, we were just going crazy, right? And um, we're together for uh, eight months. Yeah, eight months. And um, all the while during that time, I'm having my relationship with God, all right? I'm doing my best to live for God, still praying, still fasting. And Though we didn't get a confirmation from heaven, we weren't 100% sure um, about each other. We were moving forward as if, you know, we were going to at some point get a confirmation. So um, I read, I downloaded all our text <laughs> like like a month before the relationship ended. And um, so I was able to read back and I was like, oh, my goodness. And so I started drawing out little details like such as like, okay, I was going to turn a specific age, right? I think it was 20 at the time. Yeah. I'll be turning 20. And when I'm 20, I'm going to go on a fast. I'm going on a three day fast to see if we're right for each other. Don't ask the surrounding circumstances as to why I choose, chose 20, but that was the age. Right. And so I'm over there and I, 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 I turned 20, <laughs> I turned 20, <laughs> I turned 20. <laughs> And I'm like thinking to myself, man, this decade is going to be a big year. I remember like the, the, um, it was either that night when I turned 20, um, I remember sitting in, in, in a chair in our living room and I was sitting there and I was just thinking, I was like, wow, dude, this year is going to be a great year or excuse me, not year, this decade, this decade is going to be crazy. I'm going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to be in ministry. I'm going to be, oh my goodness, God has so much. This is so awesome. This decade is going to be crazy. From 20 to 30, it's on, right? So I was, okay. So um, it was what? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right. So just getting all my facts straight. I got, um, it was a couple weeks, maybe three, two, three weeks after I had um, turned 20, all the celebrations were over, celebrating with my mom, side of the family, celebrating with my dad, side of the family. <clears throat> I turned turned 20, and um, I go on this three-day fast, water only. All right, back then, I didn't know too much about fasting. I didn't know they had these little drinks that you can drink while you're fasting. I didn't know. I'm like, something told me that you're not supposed to just try to hurt yourself, so like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so let me maybe not do that. But I didn't have anything else to drink. So no one told me about these little things that keep you up. As, oh, anyway, so I'm over there. Three-day fast. Brutal. Water only. Nothing else. At least for me, it was brutal. Because I have this, like, this uh, tendon in my hip that connects to my ankle that, like, tightens up severely when I'm water only. Anyway, so water only fast. So I got three days. And I'm telling her, like, I'm about to find out. I'm going to find out. I'm going to see if Jesus says yes. I promise. And she's like, okay. 
being the innocent young lady she is, right? And she's more in the relationship too. And so, um, I mean, obviously we worked together for eight months. And so I remember I, I, I come off the fast and I'm like, you know what? I didn't hear the audible voice of God. You know, I didn't have a vision. I didn't see, you know, Jesus say yes. You know, I didn't see any of that. So I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> here we go. So I didn't hear none of that. So I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to, you know, keep vibing, keep moving forward, right? And um, it was around then that there was a shift that took place. And um, like I, I started walking to, into a different dimension, a different dimension of the spirit, different dimension of prayer. And um, there's a lot of things that I experienced in prayer that I had no validation that that was right that was correct and so uh, um, my birthday month uh, maybe a little bit beforehand and then um, the month after my birthday I was uh, my birthday month I was um, listening to uh, preachers men of God out there who begin to validate some of the things that I I was experiencing in prayer and so being the good trying to be the good young apostolic dude. I was keeping us on the same page relationshiply or relationally. Um, I took that material and I began to give it to her. I said, hey, you know, you check this out, check this out, check this out. Because um, that's the type of ministry that, like, I, I feel God has for me. And so she was listening to it. Wow, that's powerful. This is awesome. This is great. I'd love to get there. I'd love to pray like that, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we're kind of, you know, getting on the same page with that. Well, there is a, a night when a particular discussion happened. And um, it was funny. I was recounting this to my younger brothers, and they're like, yeah, I remember that night where you, you said X, Y, and Z, and that's what kicked off the entire discussion um, or opened, the, the, opened it up for, for a disagreement. All right, and so... I'm over there and I'm like, I'm listening to things that I just personally didn't agree with. And I still don't. And the things that I, and the this, the subject matter was things that, you know, still at this moment divide the, uh, the absolute movement or reasons for that, that, that can cause a division. It doesn't need to cause division, but it can cause division. Anyway. So, um, I was like, okay, well, and she had made a statement that I didn't really agree with. And I was like, okay, well, let me, let me dig into that. You know, I said, Hey, would you mind if I asked you some things? And this was, this was two days after the fast ended. All right. 48 hours before, after the fast ended, I asked, I said, Hey, let me ask you this. And and, and I, we started in on this area that we disagreed with. Right. Or that's that we disagreed on, and um, yeah, we we begin to disagree. Like it was very evident, it was very plain. Like no, we genuinely disagree. And um, but because there's biblical things that are salvific, and there's biblical things that are best practices, I guess you would say. <laughs> Not that that sounds horrible. No, like this weights and sins. All right. Um, there's weights that easily beset. Paul said, we got to lay them, lay them aside. And then there's sins that keep us from God. We got to lay those things aside. All right. But these things were stuff that you can't really see in scripture. Like you, it's like, it's like, you don't even see it in scripture. Like 
when you take a real close look at scripture, it's like you would really have to put a that scripture from that passage that and like five different six different scriptures together to to formulate this particular idea. And that's what was going on. So it wasn't uh, when I said salvific, obviously you have to obey the Bible in order to be saved. Duh. Right. I'm not arguing that in any way, shape or form. It was more so the the different things that we do and how we will try to like thread it together, try, try to make it all, all make sense. And um, now there's things where you do that with, all right. But in this particular scenario, um, that wasn't, trust me, that wasn't that. Okay, trust me. I know I talked to my pastor later and he said some things. He's like, no, okay, just don't worry. You're you're under us for a reason, right? And then I talked I talked to too many preachers, pastors, evangelists, bishops, prophets, um, whether hearing them speak, preach, or talking to them personally, that um, you know, had the same mindset that I did. All right. So <clears throat> but 48 hours later, I find something out that I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't, that's too, that's too weighty of an issue. Um, that's too weighty of a statement. Like I just, and I started like, dude, uh, this is not cool. This is not cool because I just spent the past eight months of my life, like really invested into this girl. I just spent three years before that pursuing her heavily because I saw all the great qualities that she had and great characteristics and I'm coming off this three day fast. And within 48 hours, I'm like, Wait a second. Um, what? <laughs> All right. So, a couple, you know, uh, and I'm sure, I don't know, hope if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I don't know if she, I, I don't know um, if she would because the app's content is everywhere. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, I just, I, you know, I'm sure she believed what she believed. I believed what I believed. And I, and I 100% believed what I believed. To the place to where I was willing to let things go and side with what I believed more than the relationship. All right. And so I'm over there and we're just talking about it. And we talked about it for um, a few days. And then we brought up some other things to see if we're on the same page about that. And we weren't. And it was one thing after another after another. And it was like, well, okay, for me personally, the holistic, um, the whole issue uh, stemmed and could be traced back to maybe three things. While um, I think that, uh, I don't know what what could be said from her end. All right. <clears throat> and again, this is stuff that divides uh, the Absolog movement even now. All right. And um, so I was just in one camp, I guess, and she was in another. And yeah. So come it, ha- out, uh, should I? Yeah, it happened on a Thursday. The fast, um, or excuse me, uh, no, no, it happened, yeah, the questions and stuff, we, we began on a Thursday, and the disagreement, I guess, started, and then, um, yeah, it was uh, that, uh, the Thursday following, seven days, seven days after, that was the last time we ever talked to each other, and um, it was crazy, it's crazy, and uh, anyway, 48 hours we're disagreeing. We were talking about it throughout the, the week, come Sunday and Monday. Uh, we took a break sometimes, but then, you know, we just got back into it. Not in an argumentative way, in the sense of like, you know, I raise voices or anything. We're, we're, um, uh, we're, I, I don't know, just too, we, dude, we weren't like that. And, um, 
Yeah, you know, it just, uh, it hurt. Dude, it hurt. Okay, fellas, I'm just going to, you guys may, oh, man, I do simping. No, nah, I wasn't. Just, I was, I was hoit, all right? I was over there, and I'm, like, crying, and she's crying, and I'm, like, dude, this sucks, dude, because, like, I, it's, like, it was, like, I'm looking at the three-day fast, like, and I asked Jesus, is this a yes or a no? And I'm feeling this is a no. My parents are saying, like, no. My pastor's saying, like, no, you know? And then her pastor tells her no. It's like, all right, you know, this is fun while it lasted. And so it was, it was over, and um, then, uh, yeah, we said our goodbyes, and we haven't talked to each other since. <laughs> hate to add like this like the end of the story that way but um no yeah we just we just you know said our goodbyes we're over there like you know all crying and stuff and we thanked each other for you know the, the wonderful experience that um you know we brought to each other over the past uh uh eight months <clears throat> for her almost four years for me um we thanked each other for that we thanked each other for the um you know the good times the 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 entire the fun of it all, I guess, and all the other things of that sort, and um, yeah, that was it. My my last thing I sent to her was a little, you know, I told her make sure you do well in life, you know, keep living for God, whatever. And then um, she said something to me, and I was like, all right, this is it. And then she's like, okay. And then she said something, and I think I remember what she said, and that was like, oh, so heartbreaking. And then I sent her a little heart emoji, sent it, and that was it. So it started on a Thursday and ended on a Thursday. Can't wait. Yep. And anyway, so um <clears throat> Yeah, that's that's like a very like I could that's a very apostolic young people relationship type breakup. <laughs> Cause like and I was like, oh man. Yeah. I was like, you know. And I was, yeah, it was really bad. Like I was, and I, it, I, I cried. I did cry. I cried a lot. But um, I had like a little Kleenex box next to me. I'm just like, oh my god. I was like wiping my tears. I'm over there. Like this is a couple. This is like a day after. And um, yeah, like it was like three, three or four days. I cried. You know, not all day, but just like at different moments. And then, yeah. Then after that, you know, I just say, hey, if God separated, I stood for what I believed was right. And um, I'm sure she did the same, and it just wasn't. And I go back to the three-day fast, and I'm like, dude, I, I did everything right. Obey my spirit's authority coming into it, coming out of it. We did, we both did everything right. It just wasn't the will of God. So what do we do? Dude, this is a goodbye. Like, okay, see you later. It was awesome. And, man. Dude, anyway, so, <laughs> like I said, I found her text, and I was reading them again. We really liked each other. And then, like, yeah, she was really cute. All right, very, like, gorgeous, like, beautiful, okay? Um, anyway, so, uh, but I just thought, you know, hey, I'm not, I can't give up Jesus for this. I can't. Not, not the Jesus I know, not the Jesus I met hundreds of times in prayer, thousands of times in prayer, not the Jesus that I that came down to me and, and talked with me about my future and, and, or my family and not, not the Jesus that, that, uh, uh, spoke to me, not, not him, not the one who gave me the healings and that, that, um, 
that healed through my hands, not not the ones who show not the one who showed me the visions that that helped young people in there. So that's exactly what I'm going through. Not the one who helped me interpret the dreams of my friends that were going down roads that they couldn't they, they shouldn't have been going down. Not that Jesus, I, I can't I can't turn my back on him. No matter how much I want, no matter how much I I I I I wanted the relationship, no matter how, how much I, I prayed for it, no matter how much I desired it. I was not going to let him go. I love him. I loved him. I l- currently love him. And and I'm not going to let him go. I can't. I got to hold to him no matter what. <laughs> and so, um, three weeks later, I posted a video on YouTube and the ministry that was on life support called Yappa 238 because uh, its daddy was preoccupied with a very strapping young lady. Um, Blew up, like blew up, guys. It blew to the moon, to the moon and back. Okay, it blew up. Okay, we started like thousands upon thousands of subscribers, like just boom, boom, boom. Well, maybe not thousands upon, well, 2,000, right? In like, uh, in what? It was like a few, just a few months. A few months? Yeah, a few months. And um, we ended up going to um, uh, a big youth conference, um, NYC, and, um, in 2017. And literally, people were, people were falling into um, uh, my sister's arms, just crying. You know, your video, your video, your video, your video. Save me from suicide. So many, I, I got stopped. And um, just from from people saying like, you know, dude, Yappa is such a blessing and, and it's helped me with this, helped me with that. And um, yeah, I mean, guys, girls stopping me, you know, oh my God. Yeah, this, anyway, crazy, 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 crazy experience, right? And um, yeah, but it all happened. Like something had to die. Something had to die. And that's when it was in that relationship that I learned that God doesn't always speak with his audible voice. He'll use circumstances and situations, you know, disagreements and things to show and to direct the path ahead. All right. So why am I telling you this? Okay. So it was perfect. Again, I'm stressing like everything was right. And if we didn't pray, we would have been married. Most likely, probably. I don't know. Could have been. I think. (laughs) Right. And, um, yeah, I probably would have kids right now, guys. Like, seriously. I'm 24. Four years ago, yeah, most definitely. I, I would have been, had some cute little kids, but no, no, no. God desired me to do this ministry first, right? And um, before, you know, I got into a relationship. And I'm still single right now, right? And I'm hoping that changes in a, a couple years, but <laughs> at least, <clears throat> at least a couple years, but, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's cool. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but, but here's the deal. It's like, um, like, like, again, like it was, it was like super perfect. Right. And, uh, we like worshipers, we were what people would say, prayer warriors. We were, um, you know, everything was right, but it just wasn't the will of God. And so the, the thing is, is that I see a lot of young people, they get in themselves in relationships and they're not even like they're a spiritual girl getting with a carnal dude or a spiritual guy getting with a carnal girl. 
And it's like, well, obviously that's like red, like blaring, like no, no, no. Right. But they get into it. Why? Because their desires, their flesh, their whatever it is, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, your natural desires, carnal desires, whatever it is, you know, you just wanted the relationship, you get in a relationship. And, um, cause trust me, I know it's easy to get in a relationship, especially if you like them and they smell good and they look good and they dress good and they, uh, are talented and they're beautiful and they're gorgeous and they're like, I know it's easy. All right. But it's, um, it may not be the will of God, especially if they're carnal. So rewind back to 14-year-old me. Yeah, 14, 15-year-old me. All right. I was liking a girl that was carnal. And God said, hey, you know, let me go ahead and take that from you. But this girl, she really had my number. Why? Because she was spiritual. And she was a whole bunch of things. And, um, yeah. So I don't know if God was just not talking to me or if he just couldn't get a message to me because I was so I was so involved with the relationship that all I could hear from him was yes, even if he tried to say no. And so I put my flesh away for three days in order to seek the face of God and find out what exactly he wanted. And I find out, oh, oh, whoa, 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 wait a second. No, 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 no. God doesn't want this. But see... And that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of people who are who are asking, like, well, dude, what happened? What happened between you and so-and-so? What happened? People from my church, people at, there's like one, one uh, a close friend of mine that, that knew what happened in detail. And, um, and again, it's just the stuff that separates, you know. I mean, people are still, you know, um, in disagreement on certain things today. But, um, yeah, everyone was like, dude, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? I'm like, whoa, cool, okay, God, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. Right. And um, because everyone thought it was like so perfect. Literally, I heard I had friends tell them like friends that were like my female friends that, um, you know, still kind of like me. They're like, dude, your guys relationship. So perfect. You guys. So perfect. Look at you, too. You guys are so perfect. Anyway. Um, and so I stress that to say that what I, I think the the only key element that I could point back to was that somewhere someone in the relationship had a relationship with God. Like, I'm not saying she didn't. I'm saying that that to where that it was like, like I I know my relationship with God. And my relationship with God, like I like I like there's there's times in prayer where I was like, if I look over my shoulder, there's gonna be a pillar of fire that's like right behind me. Like it's, I could feel it. Like, it, like this is, this is crazy. Like the, like the power of God to where it scared you, you know, where you like the fear of God, like, Oh my gosh, God, am I, am I going to die? Cause, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking. All right. I got, I was laid out at the altar and I was praying and, um, uh, the Holy Ghost sh- showed me something. I, I don't know if people say caught away in the spirit, but I seen this angel. He picked me up and started bringing me to a different level, a different dimension. And I'm flying. I leave the church altar, and I'm like going up in the sky. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? And I was like, you know what? And there was some thing that I heard a, a, a business mentor of mine say. He wasn't in church, but he, you know, he's talking. He said this. And literally, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Don't be, you know, it was something to do. Like, don't be afraid of, like, new things or something. I don't know. But the angel, and all of a sudden, I, I slipped out of his hands, and I started to fall. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I was like, wait. I'm trying to get the angel. Wait, wait, bro, I'm falling, bro. I'm falling. I fall all the way back. It's like a, a couple, like, it, well, 
probably like 90 feet up. And I started to fall and I fell back into my body on the church pews, pews, altar. And um, the angel came back and he came back down. And he looked at me and said, this stuff, that, he said, that stuff doesn't work here. And he picked me up and he started taking me to that dimension again. So I just started talking in tongues. I was like, gosh, sorry. Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> I thought it would, but it did it. He said, that stuff doesn't work here. And then after that, some things happened. He sent me back down. Holy Ghost told me to stand up. I stood up and all of a sudden I saw footprints that were like these glowing bright gems in the form of footsteps, orange and yellow, orange and yellow. And, uh, and he said, walk. And I started walking in them. And he said, you'll have influence through prayer. You'll have influence through prayer. That's why I harp on a prayer life so much, guys. I'm sorry. I know. I know you don't want me to say it no more, but that's why I harp on a prayer life. And so what was the, the differentiating factor? I, I, knew, I knew that Jesus who did that for me before I ever met the girl. Or excuse me, before I ever, uh, we got in a relationship. I, I knew that Jesus. And I, I knew the Jesus who would run in love to catch you when you fall. And when I failed him once and I failed him again, I failed him too many times and he picked me up too many times for me to like uh, leave him for a girl. Leave him for, you know, by the grace of God. All right, I'm still living. By the grace of God, God, keep me, I pray in Jesus' name. But um, that's the stuff that, that I was experiencing before the relationship. And that's the Jesus I knew. And so I had a relationship with God to where it was like, dude, nothing can... Nothing, 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 no thing, no thing. I can't let anything, not a girl, not a relationship. Oh, well, I've been pursuing her for three years and I prayed about it and I did. No, none of that. None of that is going to keep, I cannot. Right now, she may have her own testimony, you know, her own relationship with God. She may have experienced the exact same things I had, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, you know, she made the distinction or whatever. But I do, but I do, I felt as, um, you know, I am the guy in the relationship. So, you know, I need to be leading. And so that's what I did. I led with a three-day fast, right? And, um, and that's what happened. So how does this apply to you? <laughs> how does this apply to, um, to you guys? It's like, well, here's the deal. You can get into a relationship, all right? It could look all perfect. It doesn't mean it's the will of God. And that should be a warning to, like, I mean, I'm not saying, like, you should be looking at everyone sideways. Like, I don't know. Their relationship's so perfect. I don't think it's the will of God that they're together. <laughs> not saying that. I'm saying that. And I see so much. I see I see carnality and people and good people being silly. You know, getting with with guys that are carnal, but and um, uh, uh, because they're they're attractive, this may be a warning. This may be a warning to somebody right now. All right, be careful. Just because he's cute, just because she's cute, does not mean that's they're the will of God. All right, the girl that I was with, I, she's well, I can't on it. Listen, God in the relationship. All right, but she's still uh, like. Uh, probably one of the best look top three, probably top two. Okay, yeah, probably t- top two best looking young absolog young ladies I've seen like ever. All right, in my opinion, all right, my estimation still today after 20, 24 years and living living for God. And um, 
Yeah. You know, just because they look good and they're your cup of tea does not mean, all right, ooh, I could say some things right now. All right, just because he's exotic, all right, just because she has, you know, these uh, gem blue colored eyes, whatever it is for you, hazel, I don't know. Just because he has that square jawline. <laughs> and homies, just because she's got curves in all the right places. And they're big too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Does not mean they're the will of God. All right. Take that back. It may not be that big. <laughs> all right. But um, no, just because they she has that long, you know, whatever hair. Or that perfect, you know, a lot of the stuff that we're attracted to is influenced by, um, can be influenced by, uh, you know, media. <laughs> so social media, cat, just because you think she looks like an Instagram model does not mean that she's a will of God. All right. So listen, all that stuff. Okay. I know people that I, it's like, okay, girl, you have a lot of potential. There's two people I'm thinking about it or at least a, a situation I'm thinking about right now. I'm like, girl, you got a lot of potential. All right, but if you were locked into prayer, like I'm talking about that saturate your life type prayer. I'm talking about that prayer where you like you walk out you walk out of the prayer meeting and you just feel you could see the glory of God or feel the glory of God on someone. Be like saturated in that. I'm not saying that everyone isn't. Okay, I'm just I'm just talking. And uh to get with that dude, like that dude there's a it seems as if there's an outward display of carnality or pride. And you're a good girl, you got potential, but you're with a proud dude. And if you're not careful, you just may end up in a, a dreadlock, <laughs> like like the uh, generations before me would say. You think you're in, you're going into a wedlock, you're really in a dreadlock, all right? You end up in a situation where you're like, man, dude, his pride is making him look at other girls. I knew this dude, he, his ego. I was like, bro, you got hips bigger than your than your ladies, all right? You're like, well, I don't know what you're doing. He's over there. He's 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 dashes behind his girl, starts winking. At another girl. He's like sitting there like, hey, you know, trying to get her. Um, or excuse me, that wasn't his girl. That was his fiance, right? Right before they married. They were going to be married in a few, few, few uh, months. And he drops back and he's winking at this other girl. All right? And it's like, what in the world, bro? Like, you're, don't, don't do that, dude. Don't do that. Okay? You're, you're, you don't got Jesus, man. Your, your pride, your ego, your arrogance. There's three things that are in the world. That's why we don't need the flesh because the flesh is... Like the world, right? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Okay. Well, I guess maybe that's just not the flesh. You just need to kill your kill your flesh and know the word so you can keep your spirit man in check too. All right, and your soul, your conscious, your decision maker, your soul. Yeah. The thing that goes to heaven and hell, keep that in check by knowing the word of God. Anyway, so but you see that stuff, and then you see, you know, good dudes, right? Get caught up with some girls, man. And it's like, yeah, dude, I know that she's like uh, willing to go ahead and, you know, you know, give it to you before y'all supposed to be married and stuff. But that does not, there's no grounds for you to just, oh man, well, she's gonna, she's tossing it. So no, (laughs) you do, man, dude. Anyway, I'm going, I'm everywhere right now. But yeah, so fellas, ladies, just because they're good looking. Or she's she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. He's handsome. He's attractive. You know he he has he has muscles and she has you know a body. 
all right, and they talk in tongues. I wonder how, I wonder what prayer meetings Ananias and Sapphira came to. And all the church saw him talking in tongues. I wonder what, 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 uh, the services they had. And they saw Ananias and Sapphira talking in tongues with lifted hands, worshiping God. That does, that's not an indicator. That's not an indicator. See, there's things about the, the guy, there's things about the girl that only God knows that they don't even know. Things such as her future <laughs> or deep crevices of their heart. Like uh, like the Lord told Ezekiel. He said, hey, he, he brought Ezekiel to this place. Ezekiel was caught up. And he said, hey, you see that little hole right there? Ezekiel, go ahead and chip out that hole. So he starts chipping out. All of a sudden, there's a door. He said, go in that door. He goes in the door and sees all the abominations of the, of the uh, elders of Israel. But see, you don't even get, God knows what's in the chambers of the heart. All right? All you see is that, that, that beautiful porcelain wall. Yeah, you may see just a little teeny tiny crack. But it's okay. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. She talks in tongues. She's, you know, or maybe she doesn't worship, but that's not that bad. Maybe, maybe he doesn't pray like he ought to, but that's not, it's not that bad. And all you see is a little hole. See a little, a little crack. And God sees all the abominations of the heart within it. I'm not saying that there's abominations in their heart. I'm just saying that could very well be a possibility. Why would you want to toy with that? Why don't you just ask Jesus, Jesus, is this a person for me? If he says yes, if he says no, that's what it is. I don't care. You're, you may be engaged. I don't care if you're engaged. Take some time. Talk to Jesus about it. it, it, it it's better to have, what, a year, a year and a half of shame and embarrassment than 40, 50, 60 years of a jeopardized soul being yours and souls being your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids if God tarries. It's better, way better for you to suffer just a, a year and a half and not make one of the biggest mistakes of your life. Because if you're in the church, young people, I'm talking to young apostolics, not talking about, I'm not talking about, not, not, not talking to worldly people. I'm talking right where we're at, all right? You're going to, everyone's going to be, you know, throwing rice. Oh my gosh, they're such a cute couple. You know, applauding. And you, listen, you already see some things. You already see some cracks. You already see some cracks, all right? See some holes. You see some things that if you pick that, you're scared, you're terrified to find a door because you know a door leads to other things you're already seeing those things all right those of you guys who are listening this doesn't apply to you just keep listening we'll get to something but there, there's someone yeah you gotta listen all right you seeing that though those things don't question it oh that's just me oh that's just him no don't 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 gamble that don't get that you got one life. Look, you're only you're only 24. You have like what? A, a, a fifth of your life done. You still got four fifths of your life to go, depending on how long you live. You got a whole big old chunk. Don't gamble. All right? 
the church, we don't gamble in the church. <laughs> we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't, <laughs> we don't go to Vegas in the church. Why should we be doing it about our spouse or our future significant other, our future spouse? If you see things, go ahead, break it off. Well, well, what? And that this is a trap. This is a trap to keep you in the relationship. Oh, well, well, what if no one ever comes to me? What if I what if I'm older and I and and, and you know, what if I get married at 30? What if I get married at 35 or 34? What, what and I'm listen, I was the one I was thinking those things. Okay, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. I was wrestling with my flesh, bringing it under subjection to God about getting married at 34. I was like, yeah, but I was like, what if I get married at 34? And instantly I felt my flesh raise up. Like, hey, well, wait a second, bro. No. Okay, we're going to have to do something about that if if, uh, if you're that age. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, wait a second. But flesh, you're rearing up against a supposed will of God. Not the will of God, but a supposed will of God. I said, suppose God wants like waits till I'm 34. And then my flesh is like, well, I don't like that. Well, I was like, well, wait a second. If that's the will of God, you're going to like it. And so I'm wrestling with myself in a car ride for like, 20, 25, 30 minutes. Going back and forth until I finally wrestled my flesh down and I said, okay, listen, I'm gonna tell you what you're gonna do if you get married at 34. If God, if God, if that's the will of God, that's what you're gonna do, no matter what. And I had to hem myself up against the wall. I had to put myself in that position. I said, no, you're destined. Mm-mm. You're gonna do the will of God. You got you came this far. You sacrifice way too much to be thinking anything else than doing the will of God. You understand me? And that's what I was talking to my flesh. I was wrestling my flesh down. All right? No. I I don't know if fasting was going to help in that moment. I don't know if prayer. I didn't pray and ask God to do it. I said, God, hold on. Let me check this flesh right quick. Hold on. Let me get this on the altar. That's my responsibility. Let me go ahead and send something out that sells, smells like a su- sweet savor <laughs> to your nostrils. All right? I'm going to kill my flesh because this thing's acting out of line because it's, it's, it's bucking against the what if of your will. What if it is your will? And if it's going to buck up against the what if, it will buck up against it being your, be, being your will. Do I think it's the will of God? No. But did my flesh like it, the idea? No. So I need to check myself. All right, so I'm t- that's what I'm talking about. All right, I told you guys all these stories, open my, ex- expose myself over the past 10 years of my life to get to this place to where I can just minister for a little bit, if you guys don't mind. So that that's it. So you're over there thinking like, but what if, what are other things the flesh is going to say to you? You're never going to find a man like him. No, that's the devil. That's not your flesh. That's the devil. devil. You're never going to find a woman like her. All right? You're never going to find a, a girl with a body like that, dude. You're never going to find a, a dude with a face like that, lady. Y'all, we're, we're doing prayer and fasting at our church for like a week of fasting and prayer. So, like, I'm on this different level. <laughs> nah, I, I better quit. Lord, forgive me. You guys forgive me. Because <laughs> I ain't trying to add nothing crazy happen. God strip his, his spirit away. I'm over here trying to flail, <laughs> doing my thing by myself. Real quick, I, t- I tried that one time. I was uh, ministering through music, right? I played piano. And I'm over there, and I'm like, no, I walk up, and I'm I'm swagging up to the—I wouldn't say I was doing that purposefully, but I was swagging up there to the keys. I was like, God, I got this. You know, this is good. Like, you know, no no worries, God. Like, I got this. <laughs> That's the stupidest things. The stupid things. 
<laughs> I walk up there. I get it, and God's like, oh, you really? You think you got this? I'm like, yeah, I got this. I made a wreck of the service, musically, musically. I made a wreck of the service. And once I started feeling that God has stripped away his talents, I'm over there like, oh, God, bring it back. I was like, no. And I knew God was going to let me. He was going to let me go through the entire service just wrecking, just to get my flesh in check. Like, like to really, like, check me. Like, oh, you really think this is you? <laughs> that was the stupidest thing. I, it, literally, it, it was pro- we're probably like a... Two three percent into this the, the music se- uh, session and the music the worship session, and I'm making all these mistakes and I'm like, dude, these are simple things. I'm I can't play. It's like there's a disconnect. Everything's and I'm like, oh man. I said because I came in here thinking I gotta. I said now God's gonna let me go through this entire thing, just to show me that it's Him. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? So I repented while I was playing keys, but He sure did let me continue to make an absolute failure of that session. And I'm over there like, God, and I get up and I'm like, I, I felt like just going to the prayer room and repenting because I knew that I, God has sent, sent me a message. I got a message already, but uh, it, I did that in the altar call. I was like, God, I was so stupid. God, forgive me. So in this instance, I'm just, I, I you know, no, <laughs> I'm not taking no credit for nothing. All right. A guy's just trying to reach for someone. Like, that's even scary to say like, oh, God's using you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully. All right. Just listen to this podcast and take it as a normal podcast. Oh, God, forgive me, Jesus. Lord, if there's anything that... Please forgive me, Jesus. All right. So, but um, I don't know how I got off track, but whatever. Uh, yeah. So, my friends. Oh, yeah. That's what we're on. Yeah. Don't, don't get... Don't... don't do, Jesus over it all. All right? Because the devil is going to try to tell you, oh, you're never going to find someone like that. You're never going to find someone like him. Why would someone Why would someone better than him like you? He barely likes you. You know, so why, 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 why would a, a, a there, there is no man that's better than him. And if there is, you can't get him. Yeah. What else? Well, All right, my friends, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, if you guys have any questions, you guys like, did you guys like this? This is this was like the first time I really opened myself up like all like this um, because I think it's important. I think it's necessary. I think it's needed um, because when we, when we know like, when we do the will of God, it's, it's, it's the best thing ever. Think about Jonah. Jonah, I was looking, I was like, man, where does it say he's a prophet in Jonah? So I'm looking for the word prophet in Jonah. And I, I still haven't found it yet. All right. I'm still looking. But if, if, if I can't find that word, I don't, was Jonah a prophet or was Jonah just an ordinary man? And because he did the will of God, he became a prophet. What? I don't know. And then I, I was looking and I was like, man, is, and these are questions. I, I definitely stand to be corrected. If someone, you know, can shoot me a message, if they know, you know, an answer to these questions, but. I'm over there and I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, what about, um, I mean, did God intend to let Jonah go out of the belly of the well? It looked like, it looked like Jonah's prayers was the thing that saved him. Was it like a Hezekiah situation where it was like, nope, that's it. Cause you didn't obey God. That was the judgment of God. I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But one thing I can say. I think is that um, 
you know, uh, Jonah as a man, whether he was an ordinary man or a prophet, he, um, he had a call to do the will of God. And he didn't do that call. And I look at, I look at it in the light of our relationships. We have a call to a perfect someone if God called you to be married. That's another thing. If you have a, okay, you're like, well, Paul says, you know, if you can't contain, it's better than the, it's better to get married than to burn. All right, yeah, that's that's in the Bible, definitely. All right, but I I, th- I think that there's more in the Bible about doing the will of God. And if you can't contain, yeah, get married. You know, if you're if if you can't keep your flesh under subjection, if you can't keep your members, as we're instructed to keep our members, if you can't do those things, then it's like, well, we still want you at church <laughs> and not fornicating. So, you know, just get married. But some of you guys know that that you can contain. Some of you guys, I'm 24, I'm a 24-year-old dude, all right? You know, I haven't been with anybody. Never, not once, by the grace of God. And only by His grace, that's not bragging, that's not, nothing nothing like that. I'm careful, as, I'm careful, I'm careful right now. That's uh, how, how things sound. I'm not bragging no way, shape, or form. Okay, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm Superman. There's no, 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 no. Don't think, don't get it twisted. I'm a human being, all right? I do things I, I shouldn't do. Okay, I'm just don't 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 think I'm trying to gas myself up. All right, but you know, I've walked this far by the grace of God. I think everyone, young apostolic, 18, 19, 17, 16, 14, 32, 24, I think that we can get to the place to where. We're following the will of God so hard, so involved in it, so one with it, that the sexual desires we got and the romantic desires we got, we just we kind of pull energy from there and we put it into the, the will of God because we're so involved in it. I'm not saying that's easy to get to that place. Definitely not. All right, but it, it could be a place we get to. And if we get to that place, then maybe we can just wait a little bit longer to be in that relationship. Yes, I want, you know, I'm still, I'm 24, single. I want, you know, a beautiful wife. Even, you know, beautiful wife. I, I want two little boys. I want kids. You know, I want to have that. Like, I want that. But, like, I want it in Jesus' timing. And I was able to get to that place because two relationships I had, I packed up because of why? The call of God. It's easier to do it now than it is to when you're older. I put the the first relationship away at 15 and a half. The second relationship away at 20. And then now I'm just I'm just I'm putting everything away <laughs> until time. So you, we can get there. We can. That's where we ought to be. We ought to be at that place where you know I don't want to say certain things don't bother us, but we're we're living for God and not for man. We're living for God and not for our husband. We're living for God, not for our wife. You know, we're living for God, not for our flesh. Not we're living for God, not our sexual appetites. And what I'm saying is like we're living for God and we're willing to put away everything else to live for God. I've been on uh Brother uh Reverend T. W. Barnes. I've been I've been listening to so many of his messages. You know, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> They did things different back then. <laughs> they were very powerful. 
to say the least. I mean, when you look just by looking at a, at a growth on someone's person, a cancerous growth, and it starts to go away just because you looked at it, there's place in the spirit that we we need to get to. And I think some people can get tied up to these temporal things, such as, you know, getting married at a certain time. You know, I'm 23, I'm supposed to be married now. But what if God wants to get you to that place where you, you get they're married at 32? Maybe you get married at 28, all right? But you walked with Jesus all that time to where you're looking at tumors and they're disappearing. And you're praying and 9,000 are healed. Notable, notably healed, all right, in a service. What if you get to the place to where you're, you're prophesying and staying right with God? Staying right with your spiritual authority. God raises you up. See, God... I'm so, I'm sorry. But God wants... God wants to get uh, some of us to that place so that he can show himself to this world. Like he showed himself to the world 2,000 years ago where he walked around and everyone was healed. Where he, where the disciples, where they had power with God. And what about the long prayer meetings, like the five-hour prayer meetings? And, you know, you hear... uh, them talk about people praying for hours and hours, like a day. Like we talk about, we talk about an hour a day of prayer. I mean, there are like six, eight hour a day prayer warriors, man. And then what happens like the end time revival, if it's really on our shoulders like that, what if that's what God's calling us to, you know, praying and prophesying and, and healing, you know, having the healing virtue of God flow through us. Like, what if there's some of you guys that that want that? There's some of you guys that are out there that need that. But these things, these temporal things, yes, a wife, yes, a spouse, yes, a husband, yes, kids. Like, all that stuff is great and grand. But it's that literally those relationships are only going to last here on earth. A father-son relationship is only for earth. A mother-daughter relationship is only for earth. Like when we get to heaven, all of us together, we're all going to be sons and daughters of God and brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not going to be like, you know, uh, these relationships. And so we get caught up with these temporal things. And, you know, we all got these itches, you know, like, a you know, you know, you know, you know what itch I'm talking about. Like the whole like, you got these little desires, like these little pesky little things that come knocking at your door every once in a while. You know, and you're single and you've never been with anybody. Or maybe you've been with someone, but you still got those desires. Right? And and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 okay. If you can't contain, burn. It's better, if you can't contain, it's better to get married than to burn. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. But what, what if, just what if God wants to take you or you take that fire all right, because for real, it's a fire, right? You take that fire and you go ahead and, and invest it into the kingdom of God. 
That sounds weird. Sounds when I first heard that, I was like, how do I do that? Like, I'm not going to go fornicate in church. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, but what I'm saying is like, you take those desires and you, you, uh, you, um, or take the energy that backs those desires and you give it to God. What, what would happen if instead of, you know, playing video games for five hours, we prayed for five hours and we brought the Holy Ghost in for five hours and we saw angels we saw angels and we bound demons and we broke chains that were on our minds and we spoke in tongues and God just talked to us and he asked us what do you want and instead of asking for the things of this carnal world yes those things we can ask for but we ask for help saving souls and we ask for the gifts of the Spirit, and we ask for the fruit of the Spirit. What happens? What would happen if we were so anointed oh, that we could go into our schools, and we can go into our campuses, and we can go into our jobs and our places, the places that we work. And when people looked at us, they saw the anointing of God, and they knew that that was the anointing of God. There wasn't, you know, what is that on them or nothing. It was that that person's anointed. They have God on them, and... And and witches would run and 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 they would be delivered and and devils would flee and and what if we had that power? We're apostolic. We're the closest thing that this world has to that type of power. Charismatics don't bear the name. Trinitarians don't bear the name in water baptism. What if we were that anointed? And here's a deal. I see it on social media. I see it online. We see them, you know, I see people casting out devils. I see them, you know, speaking in new tongues. I see them doing these things. And, and, and uh, But there's those that knocked. They knocked. They said, hey, we're ready to come to heaven. And Jesus said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. And, uh, oh, God, have mercy. They said, but we, 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 you supped with us. You, you, we, we preached in your name. We cast out devils in your name. What do you mean? What do you mean? I can't make it in. What are you talking about? He said, I never knew you. I never knew you. What about just knowing Jesus? You guys, I've, I've I remember the places that I've been and the places that I've been where you just, all you want to do is just know God. It's not about power. It's not about authority. It's not about dominion or having things. It's just what about you, Jesus? God, like it gets it gets to the point. You're like God. What's when you were on Earth, God? What was your favorite thing to eat? What did you like to drink? And then you're like Jesus. What the nails in your hands? Like how does that feel? And you just, that's what you want to know. Like, you just have a desire for Jesus, not a desire for this world or the things that he could do. Like, I want to be talented. I want to sing. I want to make music to God. And I want to play. And I want to do those things. But I want Jesus, not churchism. I want Jesus, not modalities. I want Jesus, like, I want his, I want to see his eyes. What color were your eyes? And people may say I'm being overdramatic, but man, I don't care if I am. But 
what if there's like five of us that go out there and grab a hold of this? What if there's just five? Man, what would happen? Oh, God, what would happen? What would happen if we were walk if we walked around in that type of anointing? And with that type of power, staying in alignment, staying with spiritual authority, rocking with our pastor, obeying our bishops, obeying our parents. But we had that type of power. We got our toes in temporal things. That'd actually be the thing to have your toes in it and be everything else just living for the eternal. And again, I want to get married. Every, every look, God has a good gift. He has a gift in store for everyone. As Paul said, he said, I'd rather, I speak as a man, I'd rather have you as, as I am, single, so you can contend to the things of, this, of, 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 of God. All right? But then, you know, everyone has their own good and proper gift of God. And a spouse could be a proper gift. I truly believe. I've had prayer meetings talking about to God about it. I believe that my spouse is, I'm supposed to get married. And I'm not saying that because it's not like, oh, well, you're telling us to be okay without, without being married, but you're going to be married. No, I'm just, find out what God said. What did God say to you? Did God say you're going to get married? I know he, at least everything I got, like he said that to me. Oh, but Ava, you missed God before. Yeah, but that's learning the voice of Jesus. You learn the voice by missing a few times, right? And listen, you're going to miss. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up when you do, all right? And stay submitted to your spiritual authority because you, you need that correction. Because, yeah, you know, you're going to miss a few times. But I know what I said. No, I'm supposed to get married. <laughs> That's just me. What is it for you? All right, we ought to be sold out to Jesus that 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 much to where we're like, okay, Jesus, yeah, you know, if I'm not supposed to get married, I want to be. Because what other things do you have? Like, I mean... What, what if God calls you to that type of ministry? Or you're, you're walking past people, you're walking in a hospital room, and, you know, you walk in there, and I don't know, this, the sound of your heels clacking. There's so much anointing in that, people start <laughs> raising up. I don't know. I, ne- I didn't know, you know, the, the, I was telling my younger brothers, I said, you realize that the apostles, they're, 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 the, the anointing was so in their fiber like the dna it was so inside of them the anointing of god the power of god was so inside of them that even their shadows caught some of it and their shadows caught enough anointing from god to heal somebody i've never heard of someone looking at someone and them being healed like i've never heard i've never heard that so what if God's trying to do new things? We're talking about the the former latter rain conversation. It's like, what if God wants to do that through you? Where you're walking through a hospital room and you're humble and you're not proud and you're not trying to be the next Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not like that. Like You're not the, you're full of the Antichrist spirit. You know what I'm saying? You're not saying, oh, I'm, a, I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet. You know, and doing all this wacky, wacky stuff that I've seen and heard other people doing. It's like, no, what if you stay humble, you stayed in your lane and God used you. I don't know. Philip, he was caught away. His whole body, the whole thing. Like, it wasn't like he was just like, you know, praying one day and all of a sudden he had a vision and the Ethiopian eunuch happened. No, he 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 teleported. <laughs> it, was, it was like, boom, boom. <laughs> what would, that stuff's available to us? It didn't die. God, not the, did God change? God didn't change. So what if God wants that stuff from you? 
Well, I got God wants that stuff for you. <sighs> My friends, that's what I got. That's all I got <laughs> for today's uh, Yap Sog podcast. Okay. Um. God's good. God's great. God has some things in store for you. Quit trifling with this relationship. I believe someone's listening to this and they they know that this is on their line. They know that Holy Ghost is on, as I know some people in the hood would say, on their head. All right? They on their head. Okay? <laughs> no, but God, God has your number. That's how they say it in other parts of the neighborhood. <laughs> no, but God had, you know, and so, you know, it's not con- condemnation. It's not none of that. You know, don't beat yourself up. Just be like, hey, and just make the right decision. Yeah, you want to marry him. You guys may be engaged. But like, you know, just make the right decision. You know, if you got to break it off, break it off. If you got to pray about it. I mean, don't break it off just because you, you know, if you know you got to break it off and break it off. I would talk to you in the spiritual authority and stuff like that about it. But uh, about everything we talk about in, in this podcast, but and on Yapa two thirty in general, just so you know. Um, but you know, I just pray about it, God, and fast, because your emotions are strong. Trust me, I had to fast in order to find out. So, because my emotions were crazy, I was like, dude, this is the best thing since sliced bread, man. Thank you, Jesus. I thought it was of God. She thought it was of God. God knew it wasn't of God. But. So- <laughs> <laughs> I just kept, you know, so I need to fast to find that out. <laughs> oh, man. Alrighty. So, hey, do the will of God. Pray about it. This has been Ava Lisa with Yappa238.com. If you guys enjoyed today's Yapsock podcast, make sure you like it, rate it, download it so you can listen to it again because I know there's a couple conferences coming up and you guys will be traveling over the summer. Listen to this. Listen to it with your friends. Listen to it with, with them. Have a prayer meeting after it, all right, if uh, that's what you guys are doing in the van on your way to said conference. All right, know that I love you guys. Well, wait, wait, let's, no, no, there's a few other things. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. I don't know all of them. Apple iTunes, I think Google, all the other places. That's where we're rocking. That's where we're vibing. So go ahead and uh, rate it. Give it a five stars and leave a comment. Um... Yeah, okay, so rate it five stars and if you liked it, really. And then leave a comment about how it impacted you because what happens is people look, okay, I'll just be on 100. People will listen, look at a podcast and they'll see, oh, it has like X amount of five stars. And they'll say, okay, so what are people saying about this podcast? And then when they scroll down, they'll see what you're saying and they'll be like, oh, man, maybe I should listen to it. All right, so that's what I'm saying. Help your brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow apostolics who will come across this, help them out by leaving a five-star review and a comment and um if you're on youtube do do the same with a comment like it and i'm trying to cover all the platforms listen just do do the magic (laughs) the magic that you know to do that all the other podcasters and everything tell you to do all right so do that and um yeah know that i love you guys i said all this because i love you guys and i shared my heart because i love you guys like what other young apostolic is going to tell all their relationship deets uh details over uh you know on a platform where their <laughs> former significant others can listen to <laughs> like, who's just gonna do that and then um just a quick side message hey you know who you are if you're listening to this 
um, God brotherly love, brotherly kindness for you. And um, that's why I kept everything confidential. Okay, you're a great person. The reason why I told a lot of people this, the reason why I don't mention names or anything like that is because um, I think you're a good person. I'm a good person. And um, you know, God has different paths for us, right? So um, just a quick side note. All right. All right, my friends. Love you guys. God bless you all in Jesus' name.